listening to Avocado Toast, which is a member of the Ace Podcast Network. Welcome to Avocado Toast. Uh, I'm Nicole Lotto. I'm Jesse Alperin. And this is what, Ep 18? I yeah, 18. it is episode 18. Yeah. Nice. We're so close to 20. Mm. Um, all right. We're just going to jump right into it. Our so, podcast is finally legal. What? I said our podcast is finally legal. Oh, yeah. Okay. For a second, I thought you said our podcast is now illegal. And I was like, <laughs> no. what did we do this time? Um, okay. So I have uh, so much news. Also, I didn't, I, I sent Jesse a bunch of news links. Um, but today, a whole bunch of stuff happened, so it, there's links that I did not even send her. Okay. <coughs> so, we'll, ca- we'll cover those in a second. <coughs> um, I'll just go through them. Yikes. Basically, um, one of the, uh, news headlines this week was, uh, apparently Jared Kushner, um, who is, I mean, the son-in-law of Trump, um, and is in his administration. It's like his... He's uh, Trump's senior advisor. Um, registered to vote as a uh, woman, uh, according to like a 2008 pub or wait, sorry, publicly accessible 2009 New York voter information. So he was registered to vote as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might now be registered to vote as a man. Um, but I. I'll believe this it when is like I see fraudulent, it. Fraudulent, right? Like that's the issue with it. Yeah. Um. According to the Daily News, which isn't that reputable, but um, according to them, they said that the Board of Elections updated Kushner's gender from female to male in its system the same day media reports highlighted the information. Um. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yes. First of all, uh, I'm pretty sure it is fraudulent. To yeah. Um, do that if you're it really I think it goes off of whatever your legal status like whatever your legal um, birth hold on let me try and think about the correct wording of this because I'm trying to say um, you can get your birth records changed yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. The, it just the has gender to be on legal. your so it's got to be what's on your birth whatever is currently yeah well not, not even necess- updated it yeah right? yeah yeah um well, hold on. I well, did you say whether or not you've updated it? Yeah. No. Wait. I'm, no, I'm saying like if you updated it because you're a trans person, then you should be able to register as whatever like gender you actually are. Whereas if yes. you're not and you haven't changed it, then it should say what it said originally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I was trying to say. I mean, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Jesse and I are not um, election. Uh, board members but like this is pretty I feel like this is pretty uh, logical like well known yeah straight up fraudulent so Uh, interesting little uh, tidbit about that Um, in more Trump news he Trump apparently waived the Jones Act for Puerto Rico um, easing hurricane aid shipments do you want to speak about that? I don't know what that no I don't really know what it means Okay, well, I have a, so I have this um, from the New York Times. Um, So the Jones Act 
um, requires goods shipped between points in the United States to be carried by vessels built, owned, and mostly operated by Americans. Um, Puerto Ricans wanted a waiver because... Oh, okay, wait, I can explain it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so the Jones Act essentially, like, made it so that, like, other countries couldn't bring aid to Puerto Rico, I think is what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, like, this also was, like, an issue in terms of, like, trade and their economy. But um, waiving it means that other countries can help bring aid to Puerto Rico, which is good because like the u.s government really does not care about helping puerto rico even though it's one of our territories right um yeah the i whoever here niraj Choksi, Choksi, the author of this article that i'm reading um pick a different headline your wording is confusing (laughs) um anyway but yeah so basically this was to help uh, help bring more aid to puerto rico um, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know about that. The twenty so yesterday actually, um, this is Japanese news. Ooh. Um, apparently, yeah, apparently Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, dissolved the parliament. Um, what? S- yeah, so the the Prime Minister apparently dissolved the lower house of parliament ahead of a snap election. Um, what? So he. Yeah, he had been um, suffering a drop in popularity earlier this year over allegations of cronyism, which I am not sure what cronyism is. Okay, Um, yeah, I don't know either. But, uh, either way, so, like, this this whole snap election, like, okay, I'm just gonna, he (laughs) was, he... I know, I'm, so, I'm literally, this is why I don't take care of the news, because I'm honestly the worst. I'll, like, get an article, and I'll send it to you for, for future references. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll definitely read that. I'll, I'll read it, like, you know, tonight. Oh, don't uh, worry, I, I do, do the same thing. myself. Um, okay, so this article also says, um, so Prime Minister Abe uh, got fresh support after North Korea fired, North Korea fired two ballistic missiles over Japan. And Mr. Abe took a strong, or Abe, I hate myself, Mr. Abe, Abe yeah. I think. I think that's um, right, t- yeah. Took a strong stance against it, which, okay, naturally, yes. If you're going to have missiles flying over your country, you m- would probably oppose that. Yeah. Um, but he called for a snap election, um, and it's been seen as him taking advantage of a weak opposition. And the yeah. uh, his opposing party which um so he is apparently the only okay this article describes him as right-wing hawk a a right-wing hawk um and then his uh his liberal democrat party leads a ruling coalition that controls the diet i don't know what any of these words mean um i don't understand the control the diet what does that even mean i am not I, that was just, I quoted that straight from the page that I'm getting this from. Um, yeah, I figured, but it still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, either way, apparently his uh, new contender for this snap election is led by this woman, Yuriko Koike. Okay. I, that's definitely not right. Um, but she's Tokyo's first female governor and a Ooh. former television news anchor. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um yeah 
the this whole thing is very confusing to me but basically uh the japan's lower parliament was dissolved by his prime minister um ridiculous okay kind of corruptiony um next bit of news what in the world is this the hugh hefner yeah it is so um on september 28th i think Mm -hmm. no september 27th right wait september 27th or september it was like september 27th but like late at night right yeah yeah i think so so late september 27th uh, it was confirmed by i think playboy's twitter um that yeah that would make sense yeah hugh hefner passed away um for people who don't know hugh hefner is like the founder creator of uh playboy um do you want to talk about like his legacy because i feel like (laughs) yeah i could talk about it a little bit so i sorry i was just checking to see if i had taken down any like notes on it i didn't i stopped um i do have some bits of news but we'll get Mm -hmm. to that later okay um so hugh hefner is the founder of playboy as nicole mentioned he um has you know he's basically the source of a lot of contention um because Mm -hmm. people um uh people think that the way that he conducted you know like the playboy house is like very problematic and dangerous and like i i don't know that much about that um i do know that he has employed many many women um and has sort of like helped them feel liberated sexually and have sexual agency in terms of like the way that they're viewed like through playboy um Mm -hmm. and so like that matters to a lot of people and especially around the time that the magazine was like first established that like meant a lot to a lot of people um he also was very involved in the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. um do you remember which other movement he was part of yeah, it was the, I mean, gay rights movement. Oh, gay he, rights, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. staun- yeah, staunchly supported um, same-sex marriage, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, I actually do have an... is purposefully laying on my headphone jack, so... Love it. Hmm? Okay, what were um, you saying? I actually do have... I, I pulled up a uh, an article that talks about his legacy, and it, sh- it details the pros, or, like, the... And cons. I guess pros yeah. and cons of him. I was um, also going to mention so that, like, um, some bunnies had, like, really bad experiences in the house, and, like, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, like, he was definitely a good person. Other people are saying he's definitely a bad person, but I think reading some parts of the pros and cons list is probably a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's pretty much been covered. So, like, he, in 1986, he proclaimed himself a feminist, mm-hmm. um, he, which has also been a point of contention. Because um, there's debate yeah, about course. whether men can take the label of feminist in the first place, but also given what that the yak, that's stupid. Yeah, we shouldn't be having that argument. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah, but it <laughs> it does exist. Um, yeah, but it also, um, I mean, people are also questioning, like, oh, how could he be a feminist when his whole entire legacy is founded off of? Really, I mean, the sexualization of women. That's now, true. Granted, you can, you can talk about like, s- like Jesse mentioned, sexual agency given to women through this, but like that's. I'm just saying that's a, a p- point of debate. Um, yeah. He, he also. Uh, he used like Playboy to support multiple different things. Like we mentioned, the civil rights movement, the gay rights mm-hmm. movement, 
Um, he was also he the Playboy also published like pro-choice articles, interviews, yeah, um, and filed what is called an amicus curia, otherwise known as friend of the court brief in Roe v. Wade, which wow. was a landmark case in legalizing uh, abortion. Um, I'm very surprised. I had no idea about that. Yeah, he also um, he published about he published some notable female writers like Margaret Atwood and Jermaine Greer. Um, huh. He also appointed yeah he appointed his daughter Christy Hefner. Pres- he appointed her to president of Playboy Enterprises in 1975, then CEO and chairman in 1988, and mm-hmm. she served as CEO and chairman until 2009, which made her the longest-serving female chairman and CEO of a public company in U.S. history, which is pretty insane yeah. considering there's it's like less than five percent of of CEOs on the Fortune 500 are female. Wow, um, that's amazing. And then other people are yeah, other people are saying that on the con side like. Uh, his advocacy on behalf of women's reproductive rights, like, and and all the other movements he was involved in, like, that's great. However, um, people saw the magazine as like another place for women to kind of get enslaved to. So, like, now we have an entire magazine devoted to sexualizing women. Notorious feminist Gloria Steinem, who actually posed as a bunny, um. She said really the, yeah um she wow okay i know i was shocked when i read that too um but yeah. she said that the job was demeaning um the outfit that the bunnies were forced to wear was quote so tight the zipper caught my skin and um quote just about uh unquote uh all of the bunnies stuffed their bras to enhance their cleavage and I, like like jesse said there's other accounts of um playmates is what they're called i guess the, the women who actually lived in the house in the mansion the bunnies yeah yeah um they there's like conflicting reports about how hugh treated them some women are saying it was like a really wonderful place to live and like yeah. openly um mourn his death and other other um bunnies were saying how it was a really horrible place to live and like didn't say anything about his death um one thing i feel I found- like gloria steinem's oh, criticism like isn't objective you know Mm -hmm. like i feel like um just because she felt it was demeaning sorry like there's a lag in between what i'm hearing and what you're hearing no yeah i get that yeah i was saying that um just because she finds it demeaning doesn't mean that all women find it demeaning you know right i feel like that's too objective a criticism you know but Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think I mean, Nicole and I talked about this before. We feel like it's too difficult to make any sort of, like, judgment call on Hugh Hefner. We're just highlighting the fact that there's a lot of them. Yeah. And the last part that I did want to highlight on the con side was that apparently um, in a 2010 interview with Vanity Fair, um, the interviewer told Hefner that feminists believe that he treats women as objects. And apparently Hefner replied with, they are objects. Um, and then this is coming straight from this article and then in the Mm -hmm. same breath seemingly as a defense rattled off the ways in which playboy has fought on their behalf um so it's you know i i think there's so much to like dig through and analyze that we can't possibly do now um but you know if you are listening at home (laughs) you can kind of i mean come to your own conclusions about um 
what you think what kind of a person he was yeah yeah when i found out that he had passed i said to nicole hugh hefner no you made so many people employed and so many people angry yep because it's true um go ahead. so yeah yeah what's your next piece of news uh, saudi arabia's king issued an order allowing women to drive um, so women in Saudi Arabia I thought are they finally were legally banned. I guess I didn't read it correctly. Jesse, no, they were all <laughs> no, they were banned for, I mean, the entirety of its existence. Um, yeah. And the king finally just decreed that they are now legally allowed to drive. Um, Saudi Arabian women have a history of actively fighting back against this oppression and driving anyway. Okay, um, good. But obviously, yeah, obviously they are susceptible to, I mean, getting arrested. And I don't know, I'm not familiar with the legal system in Saudi Arabia, but I can't imagine it's uh, too fun to get arrested for, uh, like, illegally driving, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's wonderful. It's amazing that in more, in a, in more uh, international news, um, apparently... Well, no, this is actually bad. Oh, uh-huh. God. Well, I this, just like, meant, I'm glad that we're, like, you know, doing international news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this news involves a uh, stampede at Mumbai railway station, which killed at least 22 people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was just, I, I, like, reading the article, and it, I don't think there was any, um, like, trigger to it. It just happened to be rush hour on friday um and a stampede this was during like the the morning rush hour and so like it just ha- leaving at least 22 people suffocated or crushed to death and 36 injured um wow. but india's apparently india's railways and like the frequency i'm also quoting this from the uh mm-hmm. article that i have frequency of crowd related accidents even in rapidly modernizing metropolises like mumbai like it's just it's a huge 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 issue um Mm -hmm. in india like i think their transportation system overall is not the best in the world and i think that has a lot to do also with like overcrowding and also like i mean okay when i missed that first bit um i said i think it has to do with like overcrowding Uh um but again i'm saying this stuff as if i have any uh kind of like solid knowledge on india i don't this is yeah. just speculation this all of my knowledge of india is entirely based off of the cheetah girls three one world <laughs> movie uh-huh. um so <laughs> there you go speaking um, of yeah, india so. and trains um i watched lion this past week and i highly recommend oh. it so if Isn't anyone wants though? to watch it it's super sad okay amy and i cried like the whole time oh my god it was so um, good. <laughs> so. Right. So, bringing it back home, the White House opened up an investigation, an internal review of White House officials' use of private email accounts. Yes. Um, yeah, specifically of Kushner and Ivanka. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, you sound like you want to say stuff about it, so you can jump in if you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Y'all know Nicole and I were federal employees right yeah we were we know a thing or two (laughs) um and my dad always goes on tirades about this so you cannot 
use your email, your personal private email to conduct public government business aside from like interviews. What? Wait, hold on. You can't use your email to conduct public government business? They were using their private emails to conduct government business, whereas you should use your government sanctioned email. email. Yes, exactly. And so I wanted to, I just wanted to clarify that like, you shouldn't be conducting really any kind of government business on your private email. Yes, yes, exactly. Especially if Um, you're in the White House. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the reason this is extremely frustrating was because, you know, wait, also I'm gonna, I've got something to say after this that I just remembered. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Hillary Rodham Clinton was told like that she should go to prison because she had used her private email. Well, that's that's just not true. That's just garbage. But she should have been fired for doing that. She should have been fired because me or Nicole or my father or my mm-hmm. previous supervisor all would have been fired for doing that. It's unacceptable. And the fact that right. like Kushner and Trump, um, yeah, Ivanka Trump are also getting away with this is, like, ridiculous. Um, and, I mean, if you're going to assail such harsh criticism at Hillary for, you know, doing something when she should have known better, like, you absolutely need to be throwing equally harsh criticism at Kushner and Ivanka because mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And also George Bush... Oh, he did? I have no... I don't remember anything of that presidency. I don't either, but... Is this W or the the other one? What? This was... Is George um, W? Which one is the really dumb one? George W, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm pretty sure it's that one. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, when when the whole um, Hillary email uh, scandal was going on, this was, like, right after she lost the election, too, um, people were pointing out that George W. Bush... Uh, sent like thousand, like twenty-two thousand emails, t- conducting government business from his own private email. Nobody ever, you literally like like hmm. just now. You never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And we could Great. speak about like the whole the way misogyny played into everything. But we'll, yeah, I mean, we don't have time. Yeah. Um. The thing that I wanted to say about Trump was: Were you the person who told me that someone thinks that he has syphilis, or was that someone else? That was not me, but I wish I did tell you that. Oh, okay, but, okay. So but now I want you to tell me about it because I don't know. I will tell you because I think it's really interesting. So I've been saying basically since 2015 that I think that Trump might have dementia because he's got a lot of yes. erratic behavior that's yes. like pretty similar to like, um, well, he speaks in similar speech patterns to my grandfather who's like very, very sick um, with dementia. Uh, and I've met people who are, like, younger on the earlier side of getting dementia who, like, would do similar things and, like, not make any sense. And, like, someone would say, oh, like, did you say this? And they would be like, no, I never said that because, like, they don't remember it. Um, however, mm-hmm. someone recently told me that they were told by a scientist or read some article somewhere that um, one doctor thinks, or several, I don't remember how many, um, think that Trump might have had syphilis when he was younger because apparently that also 
um, deteriorates your brain in a similar way. It makes you like more erratic than dementia or Alzheimer's. So hmm. I just think that that's very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Release his blood work. <laughs> yeah. Was that it? Uh, no, I have three. Well, I have, yeah, three more tabs um, of news and then you can do your news. And then I wanted to share my last bit of news, which leads us right into our topic for today. Oh, my God. That's Wait, cool. what's our topic? Patriotism. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's fine. Um, okay. Um, this is written on September 27th. Uh, apparently, Trump intends to sign an executive order on health care next week. Um, he's apparently um, been... What? <laughs> yeah, well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, he's apparently been, like, so fed up with um, Congress constantly failing to repeal Obamacare that uh, apparently he was like, oh, I'm just going to sign an executive order and repeal it. Um, however... I don't his, his think executive he, order. I don't wait. He doesn't. He doesn't. Here, let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. He doesn't. Uh-huh. Jesse, I know exactly where you're going with this. He doesn't. So, um, for okay. people like, does he have the power to do this? Uh, no. So, health. Well, I wasn't even going to say, does he have the power to do this? I was going to say, um, if he repeals it, then, but like, he doesn't understand how bills work and how they have to like, like, be specific. Mm-hmm. I'm bitter. Um, so okay. here, yeah, here. So, um, healthcare is uh, at uh, with our current system is determined state by state. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can't. There's no federal um, mandate on it. So, <clears throat> what Trump says that his executive order would do is, um, base. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna try to explain this. It's very dumb. Um, uh huh. <laughs> and the worst part is that it's actually already in place. So he really would not be... I'm not joking when I... Like, the, the, the law that he wants to make an executive order is literally already on the books. Um, so what you would... What essentially would happen is... Um, he wants insurers to be allowed to sell policies across state lines and for people to be able to form groups to buy coverage... Um, And so basically what that means is if you have a state, like, let's say, I don't know, New York, who has um, a whole, whole, whole bunch of people in it, Mm -hmm. um, the insurance there, um, their premiums might be like way, 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 way higher because people are more prone to accidents in New York. Yeah. Um, So the premiums are going to be higher because they can get more money out of that um, Uh versus, I don't know, Kentucky. I don't know anything about kentucky but i imagine it's not very populated Um, yeah it's not actually you know we'll go with wyoming that's confirmed like three people live there um (laughs) so wyoming has very very little people wait hang on a very small amount of people and uh the insurance there will say is super duper low because people are less prone to accidents that kind of thing this executive order even though again it's already on the books would allow um, Wisconsin insurance companies to sell their insurance, like, in New York. What would happen is people in New York would obviously flock to the Wyoming um, insurance company because it's way cheaper. Um, And why would you want to pay a whole bunch more money um, for insurance when you don't need to? This is 
in theory supposed to promote competition and like with competition you get lower prices because now everyone wants to lower their prices so people will flock to them Mm -hmm. however that's not how it works it's just not realistic um yeah and the thing is like i like i've mentioned many times this already exists but no one has taken them up on the offer like and apparently also states can form compacts to open up their borders but no, none of them have opted to do so. So, like, literally nobody who's going to actually be providing the insurance wants to do this. Um, so I don't know right. what... Yeah, I don't know what he thinks that he would... <laughs> accomplish. Uh, actually accomplish with this, but... Whatever. Um, the next bit of news is that... Um, this just happened today. Um... Actually, well, no, it was actually, sorry, yesterday. But it was in headline. Like, I saw the headline today. Um, apparently, um, the Black Lives Matter movement cannot be sued, according to a federal judge on Thursday, which dismissed Ah, yes, I'm, I'm actually it. looking at that right now. Sorry. Oh, do you want to go for it then? Oh, no, no, no. It's just like an excerpt that I was oh, okay. looking at on Tumblr. Okay. So I'm just, um, t- I'm pulling this right from the CNN article that I'm looking at. Oh, nice. Um, so the judge dismissed a case against a uh, uh, dismissed the case which was being held against the group, um, and an activist. So like, there was a police officer that was injured during protests after the July 2016 shooting of Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, and so that police officer decided to sue the entire movement and like a specific activist within the movement. And so the um, So Judge Brian A. Jackson said that Black Lives Matter is not an entity, but a social Mm. movement. Therefore, all claims against Black Lives Matter must be dismissed because social movements lack the capacity to be sued. Um, Yeah. So there's more. We'll link all of these articles um, if we remember. But like, yeah. Well, I'll text you. Okay. That's um, That's the important bits of it. Last bit of news before Jesse can take over and then I take over again <laughs> is, um, ICE. Yeah, this is from today actually. Sanctuary cities have been targeted by ICE, which is the um, immigration. I don't know what ICE actually stands for, but it's like immigration control. Um, so the people yeah, who are in yeah. charge of like, I mean, well, I say in charge of, but I I will put it this way: people who are like forcibly removing undocumented immigrants from their home and like. Yeah. forced like d- deporting them um sanctuary cities were targeted by ice and immigration raids as nearly 500 people were arrested um the okay so it stands for immigration and customs enforcement um official so officials of of ice said thursday that it's four-day quote operation safe city um targeted people in New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Denver, Washington, and Baltimore, as well as Cook County, Illinois, Santa Clara County in California's Bay Area, Portland, Oregon, and Massachusetts. Um, so, so for people who might not be familiar, sanctuary cities are cities that after the, after there was like a huge crackdown on uh, immigration, um, uh-huh. mainly under this administration, cities started declaring themselves sanctuary cities, which meant that they would not comply with, um, like, okay, well, they, there we go. They wouldn't fully cooperate with federal, federal immigration authorities, um, 
in like providing the information of undocumented immigrants so like these cities were trying to protect the undocumented immigrants um from like deportation uh-huh um, but apparently the apparently ice just uh went on like a rampage through these sanctuary cities and arrested almost 500 people okay and that's that. yeah all right um mm, okay so the first thing i have is that um betsy devos um has rescinded obama era guidance on investigating campus sexual assault um oh yeah did i send that to you and i said i wanted her to die uh i don't remember (laughs) well it's possible um (laughs) Uh, apparently interim rules have been put in place but this is literally a tweet and I don't have anything more specific than that because I you can see that I did not do the news this week I asked Nicole to do it so that's why yeah she Um, I finally contributed something to this podcast (laughs) in New York City um I think on the 27th um yeah, September 27th, uh, students were stabbed at a school in the Bronx, and one student died, um, and another student uh, was in critical condition after the oh, stabbing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 15-year-old Matthew McCree was killed. So. 15? Yeah, I have a friend who teaches in the Bronx, so she um, was sharing this article everywhere and being like, this is really terrible like our goal like in the Bronx school system is to like try and ensure that all students are safe and like have access to a good education and like they do everything they can to make sure things like this don't happen but unfortunately this um this past week it did and then the last bit of what I was gonna ask did it say what like why the stabbings happened did anything trigger it um it was just because of a two-week-long argument uh okay yeah and the person who did the stabbings was 18 like oh my goodness like you should be an adult you shouldn't be stabbing a 15 year old and a 16 year old so yeah but he was arrested that's good yeah um the article that i'm sharing from cbs local has like a lot of um good information on it And then the last bit of news I have is I wrote down, this bitch Kylie is pregnant. Because now Kylie Jenner and, uh, Chloe, the like heart, the hot Kardashian. That's not Kim. Chloe. Chloe. Yep. Chloe and Kylie are pregnant. And I love it because nobody knew that Chloe was pregnant, even though she kind of told people. God, I love her. She's... Chloe's probably the coolest Kardashian. Kim is the best. Kylie's the McFucking worst. And Kendall is ruining the gay name. Because there's a lot of theories that she's gay. Mm-hmm. Didn't um, she date... Um... But it's... Um, as a 20-year-old, it's kind of upsetting. Because... <laughs> um, Kylie's 20 and has absolutely no business being a parent yet. Mm-hmm. And what bothers agree. me about it is that, like, I think, 
public figures really should be, you know, held to a very specific and high standard because they serve as role models for so many young, impressionable people. And especially someone like Kylie Jenner, who has the money to not be pregnant um, (laughs) and the means to not be pregnant, absolutely should not be pregnant. And I mean, there's a lot of theories that like she's just trying to be Kim which is, I mean, I think those are valid, but also she grew up in, like, this, like, cult clan family. Their family is so goddamn big. And, like, full shade. Like, they don't need that many children. And Kylie does not need to be a mother at age 20. Yeah. She doesn't. Like, every 20-year-old and their mother has access to the internet. And not saying that this is going to spark uh, that people should be pregnant at a young age but it's showing that it's still sort of like oh like if Kylie can do it like other 20 year olds can do it like if you get pregnant like you don't have to feel this pressure to get an abortion which you don't Mm -hmm. but also if you are not you know the owner of a multi-billion dollar makeup industry you probably you know should think ahead in terms of how you can afford this child but uh, it's just She's just so young, and, like, it's, it just blows my mind, and on a personal level, I feel, it's, it has been perplexing me all week. I cannot (laughs) stop thinking about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to, like, be clear, obviously, we're not going to be passing judgment on anyone who is pregnant at, like, 20 or younger, because, like, life happens. But the, the specific, the specific point that, um, Jesse's trying to make is that, like, Kylie has the means to not be pregnant and I don't think that this was planned. Um, Yeah, and I think she has, like, a social responsibility to, you know, the millions of Instagram followers she has that are under the age of 18 that should, I don't know, be influenced by people who I guess sort of put, like, I don't know, I, what, here, hold on, Mm okay, okay. I actually have, like, a lot to say about this, because I, um, have very, well, I have my own feelings about unplanned pregnancy, Mm -hmm. because in the Jewish culture, family planning is this huge, huge thing, and I think I might have talked about this to you, Nicole, but I've definitely talked about it to Amy, and I don't think I've spoken about it, like, on the podcast or on my YouTube channel, So, in the Jewish community, it's, like, very well-known, I guess, that you family plan. You know, like, you get married, and then you sort of space out when you're having your children. You plan when you're going to have them so that you can, you know, afford them and, and, like, afford their college tuition. Like, I don't know any Jewish person whose parents aren't paying for their college. Um, Actually, that's not true. I do know one person, but that's because they're a twin. And can you imagine paying two kids for your tuition? At the same time, I would kill myself. Um, But it's it bothers me because as someone in the public eye, I feel like they should advocate for family planning and for foresight and thinking ahead in terms of like their future to, you know, have the best future not just for them as a parent but especially for the child and i think that 
Kylie sort of has made a misstep in doing that. And, you know, not like she lives for her fans or whatever, but as a public figure, it's on some level a disservice to her fans to be a mother so young to people who are, well, like, while other people who are so impressionable are watching her, whereas it should be... It's... It bothers me. I'm not saying it should bother people, and I'm... Even though I think Kylie should have acted in another way, like, I have no control over her life. Like, these are just... It's like that vine. That's just my opinion! Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, obviously, like, I know my opinion doesn't really hold any real weight, but I, um... I think that celebrities ought to... You know... Ought to be putting on this sort of idea that, like, they can family plan and that they, that that's what their fans should be doing, you know? Yeah. At the very least. Because, like, no one has the means that they have. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was just going to say, at the very least, um, because there's obviously been, like, celebrities who, you know, get unexpectedly pregnant with, like, a partner or whatever. The fact of the matter is that Kylie, again, is 20 years old. Yeah. Motherhood is, uh, for the most part, like, I mean, it changes your life entirely. So it's just, it's quite a messy situation. Also, her boyfriend is, like, 27 years old. Seven years is not. And he's also, like, he's someone that she's been seeing for not very long. Yeah, they only started dating in April. Yeah. And but I only like know that because I read an article about it. You know, she's 20, so she'll probably change her mind about some things. And, like, I don't know. For, like, all the other 20-year-olds that are out there, like, you could regret a decision like that. And, like, while Kylie gets to make her own decisions, she still has a huge, huge influence over young people in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My feelings about it are... Complicated, Complex. but also mostly negative. So, yeah. um, either way, though, I unlike a lot of because I mean I, I have seen a lot of um, the way that this has been discussed in the media is, I mean people yeah. calling her really gross names, um, and kind of talking people about really think that she's doing it to like be Kim, but right. she's definitely not. Like this wasn't a planned thing. Yeah, so. I just yeah, and so like people are you know blasting a lot of hate towards Kylie um I I just my I I don't have much I don't I really don't have many opinions on the Kardashians I don't follow them Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but in this like specific case I'm not passing judgment on Kylie because also this was Mm -hmm. leaked to the press that is true most likely by Chris um but uh yeah most definitely yeah so i I, i'm just saying like this despite like the current situation i do hope that whatever direction this go the situation goes um i hope that like she stays safe and that nothing like horrible happens because uh you might not like her but we know what happened to kim like not even a year ago yeah what? <laughs> what? I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I was saying that, like, I mean, that, like, we know what happened to Kim not even a year ago. Like, she was robbed at gunpoint. You right. Know? Like, there's no reason to think that this couldn't happen to Kylie as well. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, also yeah. Kim has had difficulties with her. I'm sorry, I know a lot about them. Like, I, I definitely wish Kylie a very, like, safe and healthy pregnancy because I know um, her sisters have not had the easiest time with their pregnancies in the past. Right. Um, so we can move on to the last bit. Oh, yes, definitely. I'm so sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, maybe we'll have an entire other episode about, like, role models in the media. I would love And we can talk that. about them, too. The hard, well, you know what? It'll be, that'll be next week. Tune in. Okay. Yeah, you know that's, like, one of my favorite things to talk about. Absolutely. Um, okay, so <laughs> last bit of news is about the... You didn't think that we could possibly have a news section without mentioning the uh, national anthem protests. So... Um, for people who are unaware um, about a year ago uh, Colin Kaepernick um, started this protest of the national anthem where every time at any of any of his football games Colin Kaepernick is a football player um, he when the national anthem was played or sung or performed or whatever he would take a knee Um, this is a form of like very silent very you know passive protest um, mm-hmm. And yet, people were still incredibly up in arms about it. Um, yeah. That got a lot of news coverage. Colin Kaepernick actually wound up... Um, well, he wound up losing his job, really. Um, a lot of people... Yeah. A lot of people will... And this actually happened in um, one of my classes that I actually TA for. Um, oh, we no. mentioned We mentioned Colin Kaepernick... And, like, how he lost his job because of it. And immediately um, other people started talking about, like, oh, well, no, that's just because he's, you know, he's the worst uh, quarterback in the league. And, like, he was underperforming. Um, what? Yeah, he was underperforming. No. no. And here's the thing. Even Have if... They, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, do you... Never mind. Ahead. Yeah, I don't have to say anything. No, okay. I was just thinking about how goddamn awful the Redskins are. Like, there's no way he's uh, That's exactly what I said. That is actually exactly what yeah. I said because I was because I was the one that mentioned I think I was the one that mentioned um, he lost his job because of it and that's when everyone started coming on like oh he's actually just the worst in the league and I was like well first of all no. I'm pretty sure the Redskins are the worst in the league rightfully so yeah um, but the other thing uh. too is that even if like statistically he could he could be having a really really terrible season uh, number one yeah he was drafted into the NFL. For a reason, I assume he's not the worst that football player. Uh, yeah. He also is not. He's not 800 years old like Brett Favre. And okay, and let me preface this by saying Ugh. I do not know a whole lot about football. I just know some things, but I know that Brett but Favre right, was Brett like Favre is super old. He was like I think 50 or something or 45, oh, some really very old God. age before he finally yeah. retired from the NFL. You have other players who have. Um, injuries that are gonna well i mean injuries that are gonna stick with them for the rest of their lives and yet they're still in the yes. nfl so colin kaepernick being a very able-bodied young player is still very valuable um and also i would think that having pretty much the entire uh conservative media turned against you um especially considering um if you don't know most of the nfl football teams are owned by white conservative men um, and so yeah. having that entire demographic turned against you uh, for, yeah. you know, doing this protest 
can probably take a toll on you and your performance because it, I imagine, would be very stressful. Um, yeah. And thirdly, uh, I don't, I mean, I just, I don't believe that he is the worst in the league. I, again, can't back any of that up, but, like... I actually have a question for you, Nicole, because I don't know yeah, what, what you read about this. This is a... Was he explicitly fired or was his mm. contract not renewed? That's exactly what I was going to get into. His contract was not renewed. He was not okay. explicitly fired from a team, but no one is willing to take him onto their team. And that's why a lot okay, of people yeah, are saying, yeah. are, people are saying like, oh, it's just because he was bad. That's, if that is so That makes sense why people believe, are saying that now. Yeah, yeah. But I would urge them Because I was going to gonna say that if, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Would, no, no, you're good. I would urge them to take a deeper look at uh, the motivations behind not taking him onto your team. Um, and that's like solely because, you know, he's a point of contention. He's a debatable topic. People, he, he yeah. has a legacy attached to him now that none of the white conservative, um, <laughs> none of the white conservative owners want to deal with. Now, the interesting yeah. thing is that um, mainly this week, has seen a whole host of different teams from different sports as well also taking a knee during the anthem um and trump because of that trump spoke out um i think did he call stephen curry because stephen curry's a basketball player he actually stephen curry didn't take a knee as far as i know but he was okay he was offered an invitation to the white house and Stephen Curry did not immediately accept, and I think he actually, in fact, yeah. said no. And then Trump went mm -hmm. on Twitter and said, "Like, oh, like, coward Stephen Curry. You know how he speaks. Um, did blah 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 blah. He at some point called someone a son of a bitch, um, like straight up on Twitter. Like this is a public uh, account. I can't. Anyway, but he basically." What he then did was he said to the owners of the football teams, oh, you know, if any of your players decide to take a knee during the anthem, like, they should be fired. You need to be firing these people. Now. Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned how none of the conservative owners want to take on Colin Kaepernick because, you know, he's debatable. Um, interesting. And, and also because they probably don't exactly agree with the whole his the way like his protesting or protesting the anthem in general yeah. because they are, you know white conservatives um but the interesting thing is is when trump's told the owners like you should be firing them he trump got a lot of flack from the owners saying that's when that's when they suddenly kicked into gear and said well you know it's their i don't know if they said this explicitly but along the lines of like um don't tell us what to do like it's their yeah. right to protest like i will do with my team what i see fit um all this kind yeah. of stuff so like i just thought it was interesting how um, the point at which these owners will finally take a stand and actually take a stand in what I would call like the right direction, kind of supporting the protest, yeah. was when it was in direct opposition to Trump telling them what to do. And I think that's, I think that's because it's a machismo thing, you know, if they get told what yeah. to do by another man. Fellas, is it gay if you do something? <laughs> God, that's such a good meme. Um, yeah. But yeah. So. Um, I know that in New York, I think it was the New York Giants all kneeled, including the coach mm -hmm. slash owner. I don't really remember who it was. And then the Steelers, none of them 
went out to stand except for one who was a vet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't even. Yeah, they they just yeah, stayed in the locker room. I just room. wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to like give examples of like these teams, like you know being good (laughs) right right right. there's actually an entire hopefully i can find the post um that kind of details actually all like almost all Mm -hmm. of the teams that um wound up participating in this um okay but the way that we're gonna the only ones that i heard about yeah the way that we're gonna segue into our actual topic on patriotism is that people are taking this whole protest and turning it into uh a debate about um, patriotism and disrespecting the flag instead of its actual yeah. intention, which is to protest, like Colin Kaepernick kneeled to protest police brutality and racism. Um, yeah. But racists are taking it and saying, well, no, 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 no. This is about disrespecting the flag because for some reason that stupid piece of cloth is just uh, More dominating than people's lives. Yeah. And so I have <sighs> this Twitter thread that actually. Um, <coughs> is actually it details all of the ways in which you can't you are supposed to respect the flag and then provides examples of how i would argue capitalism um has completely disrespected (laughs) the flag so i love um, this thread yeah it's amazing so um this twitter user hennywise at koopa underscore kinte um said since disrespecting the flag is still the narrative being used this courtesy this so, like, this Twitter thread is courtesy of the U.S. Flag Code Chapter 10, Respect for the Flag. <clears throat> Let's jump right in. U.S. Flag Code Chapter... whatever. Um, the flag should never be carried flat or horizontally, but always aloft and free. There's many pictures of gigantic flags being held out horizontally stretched over a football field, which is pretty mm-hmm. common. <clears throat> the next one. Flag should never be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. There are... Literally, you can buy an American flag on any piece of apparel ever. I've n- I have yet to see one thing untainted by the flag. The third one. The flag should never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever. Uh, Budweiser used it. Um, they're pretty sure they use it on firecrackers. There's one that talks about declare your independence from glasses and contacts with what I assume is laser eye surgery. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the American flag is being used, like in all of these advertisements um the next one yeah it should not be embroidered on such articles as cushions or handkerchiefs and the like cue pictures of literal american flag pillows and handkerchiefs and the like there's even a bow tie um or otherwise impressed on paper napkins or anything that is designed for temporary use and discard cue pictures of literal american flag uh daisy like dixie cups and paper plates that you throw out whenever you break them out on the fourth of july Yep. Um, no part of the flag should ever be used as a costume or athletic uniform. Um, Q, I think those are, again, I don't know football, but I'm guessing these are the New York Giants. Um, mm-hmm. On their helmets, you have, like, the American flag right there in their logo. Not the a flag itself isn't in the, the logo, but the patterning is used in their logo. Um, and yeah. on their, like, um, pants and stuff. And so then um, this Twitter user goes on to say, not covered in the respect for flag section is standing or kneeling or sitting. That's considered a conduct violation, not disrespectful. Nothing in the flag code, mm-hmm. nothing in the flag code explicitly states that you have to stand, just that you, quote, should. All the things I listed were outlined as disrespectful. So if you want to point your anger at the flag being disrespected anywhere, the mirror might be the best place to start. Um, signed a third generation vet 
So, um, this, I, because the, um, protests were so huge and because the narrative is being twisted so grossly, um, I wanted to talk about, like, patriotism and what it means in America because, as you might have been able to tell, uh, I don't have a lot of patriotism, um, and I think that, like, the amount of patriotism that is, like, pervasive throughout American culture is, A, Mm -hmm. like, way too much because it's it's just really gross and also harmful um yeah so i'll start off by saying like (sighs) like the the founding of this country is based in stealing land from native americans you know raping the native people and grossly uh exploiting them for all of its like natural resources and all that kind of stuff so, like, we're already off to a very bad start. Now, yeah. along, throughout, throughout history, and, like, throughout history, America's had a pretty gross history of, you know, exploiting marginalized people and people of color. And I'm not down with that. And I think anyone who takes a history class and, like, actually wants to learn from the past um, would agree that, like, our history is pretty bad. And, like, it often gets overlooked by, like, if you were to bring up how awful, um, even, let me say this, let me say this, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Our, <laughs> the way that Americans view our own history and its mistakes, uh, not even mistakes, it's really gross violations of other people is, um, we're not, it like, it we're just we're not remorseful of it i genuinely don't think that people are remorseful enough about what happened here and i'd say this in comparison to some place like germany um where Mm -hmm. i actually have a friend who was born and raised in germany and she talked about how like you're taught in germany to not have any national pride um, because the second that you start to show it, you're immediately, you know, called a Nazi, that kind of thing. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, okay. That, I mean, that, that was, uh, yeah, that was her way That's of phrasing That's kind of, like, surprising. Um, but yeah. But well, we, thing- can, we can do an episode on, like, international, like, national pride or whatever. Right. Because um, it's but- very different in France. And that's why yeah, I was yeah. surprised. Um, but, like, the point I wanted to make was that, like, that that stems from, you know, the Holocaust, obviously. Germany yeah. <laughs> had a pretty big part to play <laughs> in, holo- in the Holocaust. And, like, uh, Germany is genuinely remorseful of that past. And they're doing everything in their power to make up for it. Um, and the thing, yeah. too, is that and the, the people that are living in Germany now uh, are either... Like, the, the bulk of them, I would say, you know, did not live through uh world war Two, or we're not you know like the 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 nazis that you know actually had a hand in the holocaust and stuff like that are you know either in their 90s or they're dead um yeah and so like the people that are living in it now are still being taught about how remorseful germany is for the holocaust um and so like it's it's like a continuing um, reaffirmation uh, about how Germany's acknowledging how messed up that was and they're doing their best to make up for it even though 
like they're still doing their best is what I'm trying to say. Um, they're still doing their yeah. best despite nobody who is actually like living there now are the ones responsible for it. Cut over to America mm-hmm. where anytime you talk about slavery or making reparations. Everyone freaks out. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about it if you want to. Take up that part. Oh, I I don't know. You seemed like you like had a train of thought. I was just speaking <laughs> Um Well, yeah, I was just going to say that like you bring up slavery and making reparations um, for black people um, for what they had for like what their ancestors had to go through and people immediately come up with like well that wasn't me I'm not the one that um, you know enslaved black people and it's like yes obviously we understand that but the point is that the legacy of slavery is still very strong today and like black Mm -hmm. people are still facing the effects of slavery Um, it's not enough to just acknowledge that it happened and say that was awful and move on from it we have to mm-hmm. actively try to make up for our past like Germany has done. Um, yeah, you're 100% right. And I feel like a lot of Americans, like, especially I feel like this argument is made almost entirely by men. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you agree with that? Yeah, I've seen a couple women who, like, claim that the Civil War wasn't about slavery, but that's a different topic. Uh, yeah, it definitely <laughs> was. But um, I think... You know, especially because we see this argument from men so many times, it's because they're taught, like, to never be responsible for anything. Like, they're not responsible regardless. And I think because of that, so many men can't, like, have the, like, higher level of thinking and analysis (laughs) to be like, yeah, like, it wasn't me, but people like me did this to these people of color. So because I'm a representative of this group of people now living in the present, I have some level of responsibility to, I guess, like, apologize or, you know, make reparations. Mm -hmm. I just think it's, like, this... I think it has a lot to do with... uh, men never having to, like, take... Uh, responsibility for their actions so um, these people don't want to take responsibility for the actions of um, their ancestors. Yeah, I think that's Does that totally, make sense? Yeah, absolutely um, and I think that's a really good point um, and to also try and clarify how this ties into like patriotism is often uh, what, what I have seen is that pride for America and this so-called, you know, land of the free, um just Mm -hmm. completely overshadows any kind of criticism of America and it's you know admittedly very messed up uh society and like the way that it's run um and the problem is that anytime you do try and voice those criticisms you're immediately accused of being unpatriotic which which is very very frustrating to me because the whole concept of us breaking away from England and starting our own nation uh, is because we wanted to have a say in the government and be critical of it. Um, the entire yeah. Declaration of Independence. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the, just the thing that really spices my tuna is the fact that <laughs> um, the people that are most often making these claims about other people being unpatriotic and having no love for this country, and if you hate it so much, then just 
go you can just leave like first of all i would freaking love to leave thank you um but second of all the you don't you apparently just have no like knowledge of history because this is very very basic stuff that you learn in middle school about the declaration of independence and the bill of rights um so like anyone <laughs> i would just i would argue that anyone who actually has like a relatively solid grasp on what those two documents are all about um is already inherently more patriotic than anyone who is trying to use those documents to claim other people are mm-hmm. unpatriotic um because like i said it's we are specifically seen as free because we are free to criticize the government um and like we could speak all about the first amendment right to free freedom of speech but i don't have the time or the spoons um did you do you want to say anything i i want to have something to say Mm -hmm. i'll see if i can ramble and maybe i feel like i yeah, I feel like I have nothing to add. I know I kind of do somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the thing is is that this is just kind of a kind of a cut and dry argument, I believe. Yeah. Because um, the whole thing, because, like, first of all, maybe it would help to kind of tease out what is patriotism. Um, it's kind okay. of like... Uh, do you, we could do that. Yeah, so like... Yeah, we, I'll do it, I'll do yeah, it. Go so, for it. patriotism is having overt pride in your country pretty much that is it it encapsulates you know loving it being um extremely like i don't even know if it's extremely grateful to be here but i yeah honestly like the the i don't even think that's like what it should be because like if it's going to be more general like american patriotism people try and frame it like that but like Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of us didn't make the decision to be here a lot of black people, like, they have no reason to be grateful to be here because their ancestors were brought over as slaves. Like, mm-hmm. I have a friend who, uh, she's, like, very, um, what would you say? In touch? Um, outspoken. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say she's very outspoken, um, and always, always up to date about, um, issues affecting, um, the black community. She, uh made a it was like either an instagram story or a snapchat story where she was talking about how um people are always telling her to be grateful to be here but she like her grandparents specifically well not her grandparents um someone in her like actual lineage specifically Mm -hmm. was brought over as a slave um and like there's many many people like this or people who just don't know their family history like or even, you know, just people that don't feel that in touch with their country, you know, like, I guess I would say myself, who, like, I didn't make the decision to be here, like, this is just where I was born and grew up. And I think probably one of the biggest problems in terms of American patriotism is this idea that, like, other people are doing patriotism wrong, Mm -hmm. um, which we mostly hear from white conservatives in the South. Um... And there's no way to do patriotism wrong other than to be a terrorist, um, which we do not endorse. <laughs> right, right. Um, you want to make that explicitly clear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and going off of but, that... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Did you have more to, more to say? Um, no, because my... 
headphone thingy came out while you were saying something, so I missed everything you said. Oh, that's fine. Um, I mean, we can actually... We're, I feel like we're reaching kind of the end of what we can really say about this, because, like I said, yeah. to, to Jesse and I, this is a very simple issue. Um, people yeah. who like to claim American pride and patriotism, like, people will weaponize patriotism and use it as some kind of yeah some kind of uh like trump card on other people when they say oh well mm-hmm. you're just not patriotic as if that actually holds with a capital or a lowercase t lowercase t which uh, i'm very angry that he <laughs> ruined that word because it's a useful word um but yeah but yeah, but they will they'll they'll use that card you know as like a way to to like say gotcha um like i clearly win this argument because i said that you were unpatriotic as if you know the label of being unpatriotic actually holds any kind of weight uh, at all in society you could be unpatriotic but it really will never impact your life right past that one sentence so it's just it's just frustrating um because you're using the word wrong basically yep you're right um and the arguments that are always surrounding patriotism are more often than not very uninformed um and you'll find and it usually comes yeah. off like it's like white people versus black people and that the black people aren't behaving properly right and that's not what the argument is intended to be about but that's what it ultimately is And it's really disgusting that we're still having this argument, but pretending that it's about patriotism. Right. Um, So that's, I mean, I would say that that's pretty much it. I can't, I can't think of. Now you know how Nicole and I feel. (laughs) Yeah, we, let me, let me say this. I do think that Jesse and I could have it a million times worse. There's, I mean, areas in the world that don't have access to clean water or steady rations of food, that kind of thing. So in that sense, we're incredibly lucky to have been born where we are. However... Oh, yeah. Oh, I just meant, like, a sense of gratefulness. My bad. No, 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 no. And and that's that's the way I interpreted it. I'm glad that you at least clarified it, just in case anyone listening interpreted it differently. Um, But I I just personally wanted to kind of clarify even my own feelings on it, make it explicitly clear that we acknowledge that we're super duper lucky to be born where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, We're afforded a lot, a lot more privilege than many other people throughout the world, considering that America, and I even right there in that word that I used America as if America doesn't encapsulate Canada and all of Latin America and Mexico. Um, So let me try and say the U S has become, you know, a superpower. Uh So we inherently gain privilege from that. Um, That's true. But Number one, we didn't achieve any of that. Uh, And number two, I feel like our position of privilege kind of provides us the opportunity to critique the government. I mean, what is the point of living Mm -hmm. under a regime of any kind? I mean, and that's also like a huge, um, like that is probably the one freedom that we should feel patriotic about is that the right to free speech was put into the Constitution so that people could have the freedom to critique the government. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, again, the whole First Amendment, I feel like, has been invoked in many, many awful 
uh, arguments, <laughs> but that's not. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not what we're speaking. We're speaking specifically about the right to criticize the government. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that that about sums it up. Yeah. Um, as always, if you have anything to say, you should totally join our group, Avocado Toast Lovers. It is linked with our podcast uh, page on Facebook, Avocado Toast Podcast. Um, I would love if you guys would go and like the page on Facebook. If you could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be good. Um, share it with your friends. Uh, and most importantly, just keep listening. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gianna for listening to our podcast and saying that you learned things. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, if, like, you guys feel like listening to this podcast, like, is making you, like, learn things and you really enjoy listening to us like we love hearing that feedback that like makes our days so much brighter i'm never gonna forget so that. <laughs> I'll be on honestly my, me either i'll be on my death and be like oh man you know what i just remember that time <laughs> gianna told me that she actually learned stuff from our podcast um <laughs> and then i'll just be smiling so thank you for that um and thanks for joining us yeah this has been ep 18 i've been nicole Lotto. I've been Jesse Alperin. I'm gonna munch. I'm gonna crunch. Thank you for saving me today, Doctor. Of course. I see you're having some issues. Yeah, it all started when I ran out of podcasts to listen to. I felt anxious, alone, and even scared. It happens all too often. Podcast deficiency disorder. It can be a serious struggle with no answer in sight. Until now. Introducing Nerdy Words from Geek Productions. Through intense peer review studies, the Nerdy Words team have developed the perfect formula to finally defeat all symptoms of PDD. With just one episode a week, your feelings of helplessness through lack of podcast satisfaction will be a thing of the past. With heavy doses of off-the-cuff, barely put-together thoughts about all things nerdy and beyond, your PDD will melt away. Side effects include frustration at hosts' inability to accurately quote facts, annoyance at their often bitchy attitudes, and inability to understand them through their drunken slurs every five episodes. Do not listen if you are nursing pregnant or may become pregnant. Comics, movies, anime, video games, and much, much more with Nerdy Words. Fridays on acepodcastnetwork.com.